Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Move Your Mind. My name's Nick Brax, and this is a podcast where we have real conversations with real people and give real advice. Ambition and burnout can go hand in hand. If you're the kind of person that's passionate, that's dedicated to your goals, that's willing to do whatever it takes to get what you want in your career, it can lead to burnout. And today's guest was an example of that, but she was able to manage the burnout, to find balance, to learn from her mistakes and get to where she is now, which is a pretty amazing place. Lara Norman is a young and passionate cook from Ibiza, Spain, and she was culinarily mesmerized since she was a toddler when she'd spend most of her time in the kitchen with her mother. She cooks with her heart and soul, which she believes are the main ingredients to success. She began to pursue a culinary journey at the age of 14, working in modest cafes, restaurants, bakeries, ice cream parlors, and built up her discipline that eventually led to her working alongside some of the most prestigious chefs in the world at venues she admired, such as the Ritz London. Lara recently began working as a private chef for clients across the UK, as well as offering international bespoke services. She's teamed up with a bunch of adrenaline junkies, including hard-working Michelin star turned chefs, bartenders, and sommeliers to offer you a ride of senses through the plate, and that's how her company, Euphoria, was born. She's also an ambassador for the Burnt Chef Project that was launched in May 2019 with the sole intention of eradicating mental health stigma within hospitality. If you'd like to learn more about Move Your Mind or join the community, you can do so by going to moveyourmind.me and you can find the Move Your Mind book by going to nickbrax.com book. And we've also relaunched Underbrax and are donating a dollar from each pair to mental health. You can find all of the links at underbrax.com. Thanks so much for listening and supporting Move Your Mind and I hope you enjoy the episode. Lara, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm so glad we finally got to do it. Um, it's always hard coordinating between schedules and um, different countries and continents and whatever else. So I uh, really appreciate you making the time. I know how busy you are. So, yeah, it's um, great uh, to have you on. Thank you for having me. You know, it's beautiful to speak to people that are actually making changes and talking about this out loud and making a statement about mental health, which it has to be spoken about more. And I think now people are getting more aware about it. It's a big subject that if you don't have mental health, you can have anything in the world, but it will break down, fall down and collapse like a tower. Totally, totally. You know, we we can't have enough conversations about it. And it's so true. It's, you know, we can push through and we think we can probably handle more than we actually can a lot of the time. And, and you often can, you know, get through it for a month, a year, five years, 10 years, but at some point it's going to collapse. So I think that's a, such an important message that I'm sure we'll, you know, it's, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with you. You know, we're, as I was saying, you know, we're this type of people that we're machines. We're constantly on the go, 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 go. Uh, sleep deprivation uh, catches up with you. When you're less suspected, your body will just give you signs that you tend to ignore it because there's no time. And, you know, there's always going to be things to do. There's always going to have a busy schedule. There's always new things going to come up. So you really got to prioritize that time for yourself, that time to, you know, like we're, we're like cars. We need that fuel. We need to fill ourselves with nutrients. We need to hydrate. We need to sleep. And we need to have fun as well. This is a big thing that I always say. You know, it doesn't matter how, how old you are. You always got to try to release that inner child that you that it's all in us and just play. And, you know, I do that through through painting. 
I find that it's a great form of meditation. It's just take some colors, let out what you have to let out, mm. you know, like a, a beautiful canvas of how you feel. Yeah, it's so important, isn't it? It's such a weird thing because it's like when we're kids, it's perfectly normal and acceptable to go and play, have fun, do all these creative things. But once you get to a certain age, you're sort of told, okay, that's like that that's over, that part's done, you know, you it, it's time to be an adult and and um, you know, you're not meant to do those things anymore and it's kind of a strange concept because he's still the same person it's like why why shouldn't you you know it's like so healthy to do that stuff like what you're saying go and paint and whatever else exactly you know yeah, really like crazy. a child that otherwise what's the point we're always going to be constantly on that rat chase and it's that rat race who never ends it never ends so you know you, you get to a point and you look back and you realize all that time wasted you know literally never ends there's no end point yeah exactly um so Lara, are you able to give for our audience um, a background on yourself and I guess how you came to what you're doing now? All right. <laughs> Where do I start? How long we got? <laughs> well, yeah. I've always had that passion. Um, yeah, exactly. I've always been very mesmerized with food. So <laughs> I, was, I was very lucky that I always knew since I was little, so I was a little toddler, that food will be my path. You know, I had um, been a curse and a blessing that I started think to do things very early. You know, I got with the wrong crowd people we got with a lot of you know overdose and drugs at one point and I was going in a very dark pathway you know academically with my type of brain you know I've got ADDD so my type of brain this I'm highly believer that schools should really get to know what type of brain you've got you know because maybe I'm that kind of person that will be really good at doing creativity creative things just physical stuff but I can't stay still too long so for me I wasn't academically very good so I got I got to go to college very early this teacher had faith in me and she knew I was good at being creative so she helped me get into college early to get my health and hygiene diploma so that let me let me enter the doors of hospitality so I started working in places really modest more bakeries making my way up to restaurants and then I decided to go on a Michelin adventure so that's when I started climbing the ladder, started working um, in privilege. I felt really privileged, you know, working with some incredible chefs, incredible places. Well, you kind of have to, when you work in a Michelin star, you have to unlearn what you've learned. You know, it's a completely different way of working. Mm. And, you know, when you're really passionate about something, you take things to heart a lot. So this is why a lot of other chefs' minds uh, can get quite dark at times. Um, but when you, you just have to realize, uh, give yourself a pat on the back as well, something that I'm still trying to learn. Uh, but yeah, so at the beginning of lockdown, I decided, um, to sort of go on my own journey. And so that's when Euphoria was born. Um, so what Euphoria is, is a theatrical dining immersive experience, uh, where I created this sort of bubble to sort of collaboration bubble, you know, showcasing everyone's talent. I've worked in incredible Michelin star restaurants, but I felt like everything was really generic. There was no, it, it, very robotic. There was no real contact with the guest, you know. It's, I love fine dining. You can get excellent food, excellent service. But I feel like there was that lack of fun. So that's when I wanted to do something a bit out of thinking about the box. So kind of the concept started with enchanting, sort of lost in, wood, in the woods concept. And then I stopped myself and I said, how, how do I make it more crazy, more weird? I started getting in touch with performers from the circus and then, you know, everything started growing. And now there's 50 people in the team and it's about a four hours experience. Um, wow. We host this in 
secret locations, places like churches, uh, turn it into a kind of like psychedelic church. And then we do police stations as well. So it's just about kind of bringing fun to fine dining. And it's been a beautiful journey, you know, as a creative, I was centering in a, without any savings or any budget, I was centering in a world of business where you're going to fall, but you've got to keep going. You know, those obstacles and those mistakes are our biggest tool to really learn and see how much you want it. You know, in the universe, I'm a highly believer that always puts its obstacles and, and you, you, you will fall, but then it will create another path, another unexpected path. It's like, you know, I see everything as branches and root and it just grows but you never know what direction is going to take you good to have a plan but it's also good to have that flow but just really work hard for it and it's been a, a really incredible journey um but yeah a lot of lack of sleep <laughs> i can say and yeah i'm excited to see what's next yeah wow well thank you for sharing that and that's um such a inspiring story that you've got i mean it, it's a pretty crazy jump to go and 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 be doing what you're doing on that level. And yeah, it's an interesting thing. Like I guess being a creative and then being thrown into that business world was that yeah has that been a hard thing to navigate to find okay how do I you know you've gone and done something so I guess different to what you were doing and then you're navigating how do I make this work where do I go how do I manage it all has that been a continual thing continual learning curve for you? Always yeah absolutely and you know a big thing is we all need to know that it's like it's like hospitality when to you when you enter a kitchen you need to throw away that ego you know you gotta learn you gotta absorb like a sponge yeah. you gotta ask questions i've been lucky that people have fallen into plays that have been really inspiring you know and such as accountants business coaches you know and it's when you got your own business you can't just mm. rely on them to do their accounting rely on them to do uh, your plan you know you've got to do you've got to have knowledge in every single sense and branch of your business um so of course as being quite young uh, people do try to take advantage you know you get a lot of sharks in this but it's good to be aware of the sharks you know and it's good to learn from them um but yeah it's been it's been a ride <laughs> yeah yeah definitely and um you were talking you were alluding to in in the hospitality industry sort of mental health issues for a number of reasons being being a, a big issue and i mean i've i've seen it heard about it myself and always been interested you know what are like you and you touched on before you know the core reasons for why that happens can you go into a bit more detail about you know that industry and what where the problems are and i guess you know what we can what what needs to be done to to improve that there's so much that needs to be done you know we've we've done a big step and I think it was, this is why I always say the lockdown again, it's, a, it's been a curse, but it's also been a big blessing. You know, this is why a lot of restaurants are just lacking of chefs because we can't, the chefs in the lockdown mm. have realised, you know, that it, it was like being comfortable in a routine. You're constantly chasing, but I'm not actually seeing my family. They realised they had that time to stop and realise I'm not seeing my family, not getting paid much. I'm getting abused. Is this really worth it? You know, I think a lot of people woke up during the lockdown and have realized that and we did a big jump there where it's like now people speak about it out loud you know that's where I met, met Chris Hall which is a fund of the Burnshack project which is a beautiful man that started to out for no profit whatsoever just wanted to do this out of heart and now it's spreading worldwide getting a bunch of family we call it a family a bunch of chefs uniting together to really make a change
age. You know, I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. Mm. And, it, and it's devastating because there's people, okay, they're chasing a goal and their dream, but they're being loyal to your dream. You're the owner of a restaurant. You've got these people working so hard, you know, sacrificing every day. They're doing it for you. They, they, they're doing it for your restaurant, you know, as much as they are for them. But the least you can do is show them respect. You know, I've, I've had experiences where I've seen chefs throwing dip fries of oil on the floor, chefs choking other chefs that have been so loyal to them for years. And these chefs, I feel quite, you know, I've always created a lot of dramas wherever I've worked because I always stood up for people and I stood up for rights. I love discipline, but when you cross that line of disrespect, I, I just don't like seeing it. So I've, I've seen chefs that unfortunately don't have that confidence within themselves. And, you know, they, they, they're scared. I think fear is a big subject of why people don't speak out loud because this is big chefs we're talking about, known worldwide. And they're scared of them affecting their career in a way. Yeah. You know, they can do that. But do you want to work with that kind of people? If they, you know, I'd rather work for a beautiful mm. local restaurant that do beautiful food and look after the team properly than work for some arrogant chef that can't even feed their chefs that are doing 19-hour shifts. You know, there's places I've worked where we're waking up totally. at 6 a.m. and finishing at 2 a.m eating a banana like a criminal in the dry store you know and this happens happens every day and again you try it's like psychopaths and bad people you try to I try to understand them I try to get to the root of why are they like that you know and I feel that empathy for them because I feel like that's out of insecurity I feel like this they've got this some sort of power in this kitchen and it's all insecurities coming out and they project onto others um, and they make them feel worse for them to lift themselves up a little bit. And again, a lot of cases, it's like it's like having parents. They 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 got educated like that. It's old school chefs, so they think that's a way to educate. It's hard to learn to unlearn what you've learned. So I think that's a major issue. But I think now yeah. so many people wear. But I feel like, for example, the Michelin stars. Why should we? give a Michelin star to a restaurant that you get a magical experience in the front, but the back is the back of the house is, is a full abuse. I feel like you should get someone undercover, do one trial shift in the kitchen, and then realise you only need one day to realise how toxic a kitchen can be. And I think that should be introduced to the Michelin Awards and it should create more awareness. People have to really, and I think they are already, this is why restaurants are struggling with chefs, because chefs will not go back to entering those doors until there's real changes done. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, it's so interesting because we, you know, the public just get presented the front end part of it, like what you're saying, and we don't really, we're not privy to a lot of that. And I mean, being being pushed to that level, no one can sustain that. And then having odd hours being, you know, it'd be lonely having to work late nights and all that sort of thing. It, it reminds me a lot, actually, of um, the entertainment industry that I've had a yeah. little bit of experience in. And the public get presented to this sort of, you know, just the front end of it. But there's so many negative things happening behind the scenes, so many mental health issues coming from it. And it's sort of not talked about enough not enough's done about it there's not enough um you know provisions in place to to deal with it and then people don't feel like they um they're allowed to talk about it or they feel like if they do do something about it or stand up for it that they're gonna you know sacrifice their career and it's yeah it's a really negative thing so it sounds very similar absolutely i think every industry really if you really step back you know fashion same you know yeah again it's a lot of selfishness I always say we're not here to do a mission alone. I mean, this is why I love kitchens. We're here to collaborate. We're here to help each other. If everyone just stopped and 
just helped each other. You could maybe you could grow so much more than just doing the mission alone. And and the, the industries will change. It was that care, that that awareness for others. You know, a lot of people are not aware for the surroundings. And um, I think, as I was saying, I think a lot of people are starting to really wake up to this and wake up to to energies as well. You know, I've worked in kitchens that are so toxic that. You can taste that in the food. You know, I always say I step back from the stoves mm-hmm, if I'm mm-hmm. feeling very stressed or feeling really depressed or down because you'll be able to taste that. Same as anything you do. Mm, I love that. I think that's so, well, such self-awareness in, in that because if you're trying to do things or be creative or do anything when you're feeling burnt out or stressed or, you know, not in a good place, it's, it is going to reflect. And it's that difficult thing, especially when you're a high achiever or in a high achieving environment. It, it's so the natural sort of thing is I'm going to actually push harder. If I'm feeling stressed, that means I'm anxious and I need to do more when actually pulling back often helps us get you know further along the path and I mean has that how have you been able to um you know apply that again to your own business when you've got you know probably daily demands as you know so many a lot of it's hinging on you you know how do you find that balance I I know in my own business I find that really difficult and I find it hard to to switch off the same with my what I do in acting and that career you know you're constantly wanting to um put pressure on yourself it's really hard to find that balance is that something you have have had to just really teach yourself to do well I love the fact that it came in a perfect time in that question because I'm just recovering now from burnout this is why I want to speak because I'm that kind of person Mm. for years and I've started working in kitchens when I was 12 so for years I'm quite young, which has been quite helpful to do this sort of hours. I've always been on the go. I've I've been I'm that kind of person that if I stop, I can you know is I can go quite dark sometimes. So for me, it's always been go go mm-hmm. go go chase chase chase. You get there, you're not that fulfilled. What's next? You know, having a business, you're in charge of absolutely every branch. Of it. So I've reached a point in my health that, for example, in the last event I did, um, didn't sleep for well, not sleeping more than an hour and a half each night for the last three months and he got to the, just after the event where I was cleaning down in a church and I just collapsed in the altar of a church because my body just said no and that's uh, the real danger of burnout because uh, your body your body will give you signs you will ignore them and you will keep going and you will reach a point of a mental breakdown where things that you're even talented with you just can't do things that you just can't even get your words out that you just yeah. go into that state that your body shuts down so with me of a project that I've loved so much as my business it's like my baby you know so when I try to when I'm feeling very demotivated I try not touch it it's hard when you're relying on it you know when you need to get it going so fortunately mm. I have a great team which they know exactly what to do I'm always watching that if I ever get to the case where I did last month um they'll be there for me as a unity you know you treat them how you want to be treated and it will come back in emergency cases like that so I've been really lucky in that sense but it, it just shows that not even not doesn't matter how old you are or your age or how much passion you got you want to push harder but your body will just tell you to stop 
and and that again can just be definitely not beneficial for your business so it's just being aware of mm. when your limits and when to stop even if you think you don't have limits everyone does and are there are there things that you sort of on a regular basis do for yourself to try and manage your mental health and well-being just to keep yourself grounded and on top of things are there daily sort of things you do well of course it well now you know I will sometimes I will go days as a chef funny enough we never really get to to sit down and eat with cutlery you know we're just constantly like standing up working having all the treatments so eating well yeah that's been a huge life change I train I train a lot you know for me gym has to be a priority uh, I know that the natural endorphins you've got release them so you got to make that a priority even though you're busy I meditate which is you know a lot of people get meditation wrong I was that kind of person where oh no I can't meditate because my brain is always on the go I just can't stop but that's what meditation is all about you don't expect you're going to shut your eyes and go into that blank space straight away you know you've got to just shut your eyes breathe with your breathing techniques and analyze yourself analyze your day it's going to be full of carrots at the beginning but if you just keep that routine and keep that discipline every day you'll realize that you can really achieve that blank space throughout mm-hmm. work which is, is hard work meditation is more relaxation you know so i do that and of course i prioritize the time to paint i prioritize that time that okay i've got so much to do that will take that one hour to get that canvas splash away the colors and release everything that my brain needs to release. Yeah, give yourself. It's so important to make that time. I think that's such a good point to be able to just step back and make that time to to go and do those things to recharge because it really does. Um, you also touched on how you've got ADD earlier. Uh, I know a lot of people that have ADD, and it wasn't till I mean I don't. I think I have it. I haven't actually been diagnosed with it yet. But I mean, the more I've looked into it, there's just not a lot of proper education on. It. And and in school, you know, people can get categorized or told that there's a problem there or, you know, so many things. What What's your experience been with that? Um, do you think there needs to be more education about it? Um, what are some ways that you've learned to try and manage it? And and how and, and then also, how, how has it been beneficial? Because I think there's also, you know, things that come from that that actually allow you to achieve in ways other people often can't with your brain, you know, functioning in that way. Completely. Completely. Well, well, as I was saying, I think schools need to be aware that all kids are going to have different brains. You know, uh, why are we not? Why are we getting taught the same way? That would not be beneficial. Might be beneficial for some kids, but it might be completely the opposite, the opposite way for someone that's got ADHD or ADD. You know, how to make it more creative. You know, I don't take Ritalin because I feel like it's got the benefits. You know, I'm quite grateful actually to have it because my intuition is always very important. You get really good intuition, you know, you analyze our eyes. I think the eyes is the whole universe. It tells a lot of stories, the eyes, and it tells a lot of truth. So I always am very intuitive with that and also creativity mm. and also actually hard working. I find like it just helped me a lot to to that be constantly on the go as well. Um, but you know, I think people, people need to be aware that ADDD, that's make you just because you might not be focused on certain things. You, you will be way more talented in other things. You know, it's just finding that balance, but being aware that that's a, that because you're not focused, that doesn't make you stupid at all. You know, I've mm-hmm. had that in my mind that 
really not good with maths and really like doing maths lessons you know I, I thought I was stupid when I was a kid you know and a lot of kids will make me feel like that but actually I'll be very talented in certain other subjects so this is what people need to be aware of you know and again people with ADHD and ADD they seem to connect within each other you know same with all my friends most of them Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. ADDD, ADHD, and, and you know, I think people are more aware now, thankfully. Um, but yeah, I feel yeah. like no pharmaceuticals should be needed for a certain amount for, for a certain brain. I think that this, this, that shouldn't need the remedy, you know, that's the way you are and just honour it and play with it. What, what can your brain achieve? What your mind can achieve? Everyone's got different talents. And this is why I love mixing different completely types of people together in one room. You learn from each other, you absorb from each other. That's the beauty of human humanity. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. And, and I think that's really interesting because I think with from what I've heard about ADHD, a lot of people do get medicated for it. You know, that's a lot of the time the approach that, you know, in psychology that they'll say, no, you need to be medicated, you need um, Adderall or Ritalin or whatever it is. Thank you so much for supporting Move Your Mind. We're expanding the offerings of the organization and we're tailoring everything we do to suit you guys and to try and answer to all of your needs and the questions that you send in. The book is available globally. You can find all of the links at nickbrax.com book. And we've just released the Move Your Mind community. We've currently got a men's community group, a women's community group, a general group. We're going to be lo- loading up other groups. And you can find all of the links at moveyourmind.me. This group's been created based on the needs of what we've heard and learnt throughout running Move Your Mind. And we have live events. We've got courses. We've got huge amounts of value, the ability to share information, share ideas, work in groups together to, to grow and share your learnings, to learn about different topics. You get email reminders. There's a whole lot of features in there. We're constantly updating it and we're so excited to share it with you. You can find all of the information about it at moveyourmind.me. Um, but I think, yeah, from my, from what I've seen, like what you're saying, uh, yes, it is going to be hard to to do certain tasks where you need to be sitting there and trying to focus on one thing for a whole day or whatever it is. But why would you want to change that anyway? It's like saying anyone, someone that's good at um, as an accountant, probably not going to be good doing some crazy creative performance or something, but they don't want to, that's not what they're trying to do. So um, I think it becomes like a superpower and I think it leads you to doing things entrepreneurial and creative things, mm-hmm. which if you if you had the mind where you were just focused on one thing at a time, you probably wouldn't go and run a company because to run a business, yeah. you've got to be thinking about boom, 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 boom. And it's kind of like suits that kind of mind. So I think the universal message with it for from ADHD that applies to everything else is you've got to embrace yourself, understand yourself, be aware of your flaws, work out how, how you can get support for the areas that you struggle 
struggle with. And that, that applies to, you know, anyone and anything in life. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I love it's, what you said about it. It's a superpower. I think as humans, we got superpowers. You know, some people call me crazy. I think I'm just aware. Um, I feel like, again, intuition, you know, a lot of people say it's coincidence. You know, if you really want it, if you really feel it, you can, you, you'll you be surprised how much you can actually manifest, you know, and it can actually happen. You've got to work hard for it, though. The universe doesn't give it to you that easy. But I, can, I totally agree with that. You know, we've got powers, but I feel like in the society we live in, which has been, they're being quite shut down. We're being tried. I think mm-hmm. they don't want us to believe in, in, in the power. Only if everyone just believed a bit more and had that knowledge and just united. So as I was saying in the last call, you know, it's, it's quite primitive. It's quite a tribal thing. And this is why I love the collaboration things about helping each other because you'll you'll be so surprised what much more you can achieve. Yeah, exactly. And and I think it is. It's sort of like you're saying, you've got to work hard, but you've also got to really believe in yourself. You've got to – it's a combination of everything. And I think a lot of the time people, you know, get one or two of them right or we might – you know, we might hear some sort of motivational speaker and and we'll see someone doing something and think, oh, you know, if I just believe enough, this could happen, but they're not put in the work or you might be working too hard in the wrong way. So it's finding that happy medium where you can work really hard in the area that's suited to you, but also um, not being attached to the end result, which um, is another question I wanted to, to ask you about. Again, you touched a little bit on this, but I, you know, I've done so much work on myself and I'm continually trying to sort of grow and be self-aware about this stuff, but I still, on a daily basis, you know, I'm I'm naturally, um, again, like I said, I probably have ADHD and my mind's jumping and I'm thinking about things, I'm projecting to the future, um, I can't stop. And I find it so difficult to, to not be, to be really present. And then, you know, with a business or with, you know, anything you're doing in your career, it's you know, part of what you need to do is be thinking about the future and trying to grow it, but also, you know, how do you stay grounded and not be attached to these future goals, but achieve what you need to achieve at the same time? For me, I don't have an answer to, you know, how you how you sort of get that balance. It's a continual evaluation, but is that something that you have found um, <laughs> difficult and it, what's your process for dealing with that? <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't have an answer to that one either. You know, I'm, I'm constantly trying to stay present. You know, I'm that kind of brain. You know, I'm always, like you say, it's good to have a plan. It's always good. As humans, we always need the purpose. I think purpose in anything yeah. we do, that's what keeps us going, keeps us motivated, keeps us inspired. You know, it's absolutely normal that you get demotivated at times, but that's for a reason. If you'll be motivated all the time or you'll be everything was going great all the time, how can you know appreciate things when they, you know, when they don't go when they go good? If things don't go well from time to time. And for me, the same person, you know, you forget to enjoy the journey. As I was saying, you know, in our last call, we're constantly on this rat race and we're constantly on this hamster wheel and we want more and we get there and we're not fulfilled and we're like, what's next? We And if you're going to constantly do that, you're going to get to when you're old and, and you're going to realise all the time wasted and uh, all the, I didn't appreciate any of it because I was constantly on that mission. 
you're always going to be in a mission where you've got to really stop and realize actually instead of today keeping that really really busy schedule I'm going to try to see my family for a little bit I'm going to try to see my friend because you never know what's next so it's really trying to prioritize the today not just the tomorrow you know and again I'm constantly doing work for myself you know I finally I think it was the last three years that really understood my body understood what you needed you know your body's constantly speaking to you it's constantly telling you things and now I understand what's good what's bad and you know I think once you've got that everything seems to flow much easier yeah exactly and I think it it's a really good point like what you're saying it's sort of um taking it back to simplifying okay today what are the things that are important how can I bring myself back to be more present today and not trying to I mean, I think we get taught that um, we need to get to a certain point where we've just got everything sorted. You know, you've got to do all the things everyone said you meant to do, and then everything's going to be fine after that, which is just the biggest lie. The big, It's, you know, complete bullshit because you've got to keep yep. you living your life every single day and there's no end. And it's not about getting everything right or having everything lined up or everything perfectly flowing. It's about just, you know, things could be falling apart in your life but you could be you know the most present um you've ever been and you know be sort of really taking so much more out of it and you know do it because it's like it's about what you're actually feeling and experiencing and how you're interacting with other people on a daily basis but that's it i completely agree with that it's like having you know we're so told to have a structure it's always good to have a structure but it's always good to flow as well you know it's like i think we live in a society that we'll get one job what what talents we got okay i'm good at this I'm gonna get this job and I'm gonna stick to this why why can't we do a bit of it why can't you just learn different skills okay it's good to be focused in one but expand yourself you know open your wings to learn new things make mistakes learn from it and you know I love mistakes you know I've, I've you just got to try and try until you nail it and it's the most satisfying thing in the world you know the fulfillment when you've made so many mistakes and you get it right and it just clicks and the same with every skill you're going to learn and the same with everything you're going to do in life just about trying but don't limit yourself into a box I think that's that's the worst thing that anyone can do because then you realize you know even if you're not confident in your fear I think it all goes back to that fear isn't it fear of uh, letting go of, of a comfort zone and the same goes to, mm-hmm. to people that believe you know I think people are actually really aware but they're just really comfortable in in the truth that society has given us so they they're just comfortable they like to stay there which I respect as well but it all goes about I think that fear of getting out the comfort zone yeah yeah the fear because we like it's the unknown um and it's wanting to control everything and I think it's important to remind ourselves that we don't have a lot of control over things and we don't need to you know it's like so when you really think about it big picture or like what you were saying before you sit you think when I'm looking back on my life what are the things I'm going to care about I'm not going to be worried about whether I made a mistake here or embarrassed myself or you know all these daily things we worry about you're going to think about the important things so letting go of that and just being present and and you know listening to yourself listening to what what is it that i actually need because we just put too much pressure on things it's crazy That's it. yeah so much pressure completely completely and it's we really you know again goes back to the power we have power of how our day is going to go if we're yeah. going to have this really miserable energy really angry really stressed really frustrated which believe me sometimes we just have no control of it but we can we just go into that self-destruction where when we know we know exactly what to do with ourselves better where we kind of victimize ourselves maybe in our mind a bit and we just decide how our day is going to go 
it's like Beautiful, just a really stupid example, but you call in someone, you're being put on hold. Are you going to be used as a friend that was telling me, yes, I really like her theory. And she was like, instead of getting really frustrated, you know, being on hold for a long time, instead of being frustrated, and there was some music in the background, the hold, I just danced. I just danced away. And it, you can really change how the, your day is going to go with absolutely everything. You know, if you're waiting in a room, waiting for an appointment, look around speak to someone connect you know where I live in London I find it really selfish city you know I smile at people yeah. find it really shocking you know this is that constant again that constant change it's like people just stopped a bit and realized the amount of opportunities that the world constantly puts you around you it's fascinating and it's just I think people need to connect more be more open you know release I mean, let it out let go of all the negativity and just change but it's again it's not as easy as it sounds you know it's good to also have the bad days but try to make them better try to make them better try to learn from them and and yeah put your best foot forward and just continually yeah reminding yourself that the there's no magical answer and um that happiness doesn't lie in the future or these achievements or this plate there's no there's no arrival we've already arrived we're here if we can't find a way to you know feel present and happy right now we're never going to in the future and uh it's a really hard thing to to get your head around because we're so conditioned to it um and i love what you said at the beginning about you know yeah have to you got taught that okay you got to unlearn everything that you've learned and that was actually the first thing when i first got into acting in acting school the first day the teacher said you now need to unlearn everything you've learned over the last 20 plus years um if you really want to be able to do this you've got to let go of all these things and um it was just such an interesting thing and something that I think about all the time yeah it's beautiful it really is beautiful it's like we're constantly learning we're constantly unlearning learning new things and getting inspired you know it's just being open to that yeah exactly exactly um how how was COVID for you with your business and everything that you do how was that experience you know how did you get through it uh was it difficult? You know, how, how was that experience for you? Well, fortunately, COVID actually gave me that chance to stop. You know, as I was saying, I was just completely on that rat race, which still am in a way. Uh, but, you know, constantly just doing these long hours, working again for someone else, which they helped me massively to get to where I am today. But at the end of the day, that made me realise that I want to do it my way. Well, and it's, again, just completely doing what I've been told not to do. Why can't you bring in this fun to fine dining? And for me, it was a blessing the way, you know, when the world sort of stopped, I moved and I did so much and I thought that the future will be private dining. So this is why I did my catering company, doing private dining, then sort of just blossomed to do theatrical immersive experiences as well. And it's constant new pop-ups coming up and new collaborations. And I got to know a lot of incredible chefs you know, Instagram was a great platform. You know, I don't really like social media. I find it quite toxic, but mm. it's also, again, a blessing in certain ways. It's like meeting you today, meeting Warren, you know, it's connecting people. So that is, that's a beautiful thing of it if, if used correctly. You know, I always say it, going to another subject, but I always say social media, it should be, because we all always put post a success, it should be one pose of failures and then pose a success to it, you know, pose a whole journey, not just all the success that you've done. Exactly. Um, but yeah, again, COVID is just, you got me to connect with incredible people, you know, we shared stories, um, met people that had the trust in me, you know, being an ambassador in the Burn Chef Project, I've had random chefs that I don't know, 
let their heart out, you know, telling me that mm. how they feel. And I just felt so honored that they felt safe, felt comfortable with me. And it's again about people, you know, we always be there for each other. You just really got to, you know, let out what you feel. Don't don't stick it inside of you. Don't swallow it up. I've always been that kind of person that if I'm in a dark way, I disappear. And, you know, mm-hmm. my friends would tell you, I just don't read my messages. I'll completely just disappear because in a way I don't want to project that darkness. But it's a really bad move because then you're just intoxicating yourself till the day you will blow up. And yeah. you just got to start to learn to let it go, let it out. Yeah, 100%. I think that's such a good message and um, love everything you've you've talked about here. And, you know, thank you for being so open and, and sharing everything. And I, I know our listeners will, you know, take so much out of this. So um, we, we have five closing questions that we finish every episode with. So these can be sort of whatever answer comes to mind. Yeah. Um, before I go into that, where can we, if our listeners want to learn more about you um, or find any other information, where can we send them? Uh, you can send them to my to my normal share of Instagram or even through my website. I'm always happy to, you know, even if they want to send me a message to let let it out, you know, I'm always happy to jump on a Zoom, jump on a call. You know, I love to to meet people. I love to connect with people and, you know, they will tell me their stories, I will tell them their stories and we create a safe space where we can all speak to each other, you know, and let out, let out the feelings and from the darkness I always say you have to go through darkness to get to the brightness. So through darkness, it's always brightness. It's easier to do it together. Absolutely. So we'll put all of the links um, to your website and Instagram in the show notes. So anyone listening, um, go to those links, uh, check out what Laura does. And, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, So the first question is um, what – no, thank you – What's your best childhood memory? Oh, best childhood memory. Oh, that's a really tough one. Only one. <laughs> well, I just remember, I just <laughs> love the yeah. sea. So well, being from Ibiza, being, yeah, being from Ibiza, being from the island, I just, oh, I've got so many that when I used to forage, you know, forage with my mom when we were little, foraging rocket and before fresh almonds. And that just really, I've always been so in love with food. It created this fire, this spark inside of me. So I think the forage and times with my mom in the island was a big one. I mean, it must have been pretty incredible growing up there. It's like, it's such a beautiful place. I'm so glad you say it's a beautiful place and not just a party site. <laughs> yeah, it's got a beautiful side of it, you know, and it's, yeah, it was very wild, very free, very open. At the age of nine, unfortunately, my parents had to separate and my brother, my dad went to UK, and me and my mum went to Northwest Spain. We're going to it's beautiful Northwest Spain, it was very close mentality. So that was very strange from going somewhere so free to a very close mentality, you know. But again, it was all growth experiences. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what would you say is the biggest burden on mental health in society today? It's a 10-year anniversary of Underbrax and we've relaunched with the classic white pair. We've also got new styles coming out super soon. We're donating a dollar from every pair to mental health, currently to one in five. You can find all of this at www.underbrax.com. The biggest burnout? Uh, uh, I burden. think it's not prioritizing that. Oh, burden. Uh, I think it's not prioritizing that time for yourself. I think it's really been that... You know, because unfortunately, when we have a set job, 
we can't be flexible flexible sometimes you're going to have a mental breakdown and people your employers have to be understandable of that that okay you're not ill but you are ill in a way you know being ill doesn't mean always physical it means from here as well you know so it's having that that comfort that that safe zone to to be able to call in sick when you're really not there you know and i think that's a that's a big stress for people. And of course, it all goes back to money as well, how sometimes you really, so there should be more help within that. Yeah, I think that's a really, really good point, what you're saying there. Um, what would you say is your personal definition of happiness? Well, happiness, that, that's a hard one because happiness is, you know, having, looking around you and being so grateful of what you've got, you know. But unfortunately, when you are depressed as well, you can have, this and realize mm-hmm. like why that, that's when you make yourself feel more depressed I've got all of this why do I feel like that you know but being aware of what you've got being really really aware of what you got yeah I think that's that's such a good simple way to to look at it you know be so aware of what you've got what are the positives here you know even the fact if we're just healthy and able to just function day to day then that's pretty amazing yeah. you know that's yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, health, which should be so grateful. You know, if you if you don't have health, you can have anything in the world and everything again will collapse. Exactly. Uh, what are you most afraid of? I'm afraid of being on that constant chase, not learning how to give myself a pat on the back, which I'm still trying to learn, is that constant chase, you know. I feel like I've got a very addictive personality and, like, again, that. It's hard to find that fulfillment and that self-belief, funny enough. You know, I think being ambitious, a bit so passionate, it's never good enough. Mm-hmm. So it's just really finding there's nothing such as perfection. It's really finding just that balance in life. Yes, I couldn't couldn't agree more with that. Yeah, that's a, such a good way to put it. And We can relate. <laughs> we can definitely relate. <laughs> um, so final one. Um, what are you most proud of? I'm proud of throwing myself into something that I thought it was impossible. You know, I'm proud of more than, you know, I've had people that didn't have that belief in me when I first came with the idea of euphoria, what I want to do, that's, oh, that's impossible. It's not about even proving them wrong, it's about proving myself wrong. And I think I'm really proud of proving myself that I was wrong, of that it's actually possible. That's and so just nice, actually but... doing it. Say something and do it. Yeah, yeah. Thank and if you. you, and I think when you do do that, you know, you prove to yourself, okay, I can do anything. I, you, you build that belief system that I think it's so great. So, so yeah. Thank you so much for, oh, yeah, sharing you, everything. And likewise, you know, it's it's so amazing. Yeah, and it's so amazing what you're doing and what you've done and what you're about to do. So thank you for creating such a beautiful platform where people can just speak out loud and actually create a change. And now that I know uh, you're an actor as well, I'll be in touch <laughs> for future euphoria <laughs> collaborations. Definitely, please, you know, get get in touch about it. Yeah, for sure. No, thank you so much and been so great, so glad we got to do it and we'll um, make sure to push out all everything you're doing to our audience. And, yeah, thank you again. Re- really enjoyed the conversation. Likewise, mate. And uh, Chris from the Burnshop Project is really looking forward to this as well. Oh, great. To expand this, this, this family, big family speaking. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you again for today and for everything. 
Thank you so much. Thanks to Lara Norman for joining me today for Move Your Mind. And just another reminder that the Move Your Mind book is now available globally. You can find all of the links at nickbrax.com book. And you can join the Move Your Mind community by going to moveyourmind.me. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.